Welcome back to Faithfully Focused and Anchored. My name is Joy. Coming through with a good word. And um, wanted to share a bit with y'all tonight. Um, Let's see what I have today. I have um, Genesis 28, chapter 28, uh, verse 15 through verse 22 this might be a long one so hold on grab your seats um this is talking about god's faithfulness and this is going to be the new king james version um this is the one that i actually wrote down so this is the only one i'll be going over today um since i am waiting on my nephew to get done with um his rehearsal tonight Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So let's talk about it. I originally it started off with Genesis 28, just verse 15 by itself. And found that when I was reading through the text, that it was insightful to, you know, bring in the rest of those scriptures because I felt like it told a story um, that I could relate to. I apologize for the sirens. It's uh, might be a fire somewhere. But um, I've had the experience of, you know, being out in the wilderness then made a new creation by God. And then, you know, kind of falling backwards, backsliding into old habits and old patterns that I used to entertain being the old me. It's taken me quite some time to realize that a lot of the time, those old patterns... Um, 
Satan will use to get you to backslide, to get you to be that old person that you're, you no longer are anymore. And for me, God had called me to, I, I had to clean up some things, you know, it, I'm a new creation, so I can't do things the old way. And sometimes you can't do old things because you're entertaining old relationships that have come and gone. They've served their purpose. Some of those experiences you look back on and you can see vividly what God is trying to show you and tell you and get you to understand and get you to absorb. You need to absorb it. God has given you the situation. He's given you all of the answers. He's shown you all of the instances where you, if you were more attentive, and if you are in line with God and his ways and what the scripture gives us, you know, the scripture is the word. The scripture is the capital T-H-E, the word. It is the only word. So when you get caught up trying to <laughs> entertain old things, God will check you. God will check you. Okay, let me let's think of a couple of examples. God will check if you like hockey. God will check you up against the wall like hello. I'm trying to get you to understand something. God will if you like football, God will come through. He will get man. God is like the most vicious linebacker ever created period like your offensive line is no like your offensive line can't do nothing <laughs> to stop god he gonna toss people he gonna knock people over and then he gonna sack you you gonna end up with a broken rib a punctured lung you're going to have a concussion and you're going to be out for like the next two games. Concussion protocol like man. God will sit you down. God will put you in the for those that have kids. God will put you in the corner. Take all your toys. Take all your books. Take your coloring books. Take take your pens, your crayons. Take take your favorite toy if you got, you know, New kids going to take your tablets, going to take the cord to the TV, but leave the TV there so you can't even watch it. <laughs> like God will be like, okay, look, I really need for you to understand that I'm doing this for your benefit and for your good. And sometimes those things are hard. They're hard to do. They are sometimes physically um, hard emotionally emotionally spiritually hard and in the testing of you trusting him you might get caught backsliding with your emotions thinking that you can handle things too 
and God is here. God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is here for us to lean on them. God never intended for us to ever deal with anything alone at all. You know, like, look, look, I mean, my guy was sleeping on the ground and used a stone for a pillow and was thankful for it. He was scared when, when God came to him, but God had to come through. Like, sometimes God has to come to you in your sleep and in your dreams to have a conversation with you because he tries to talk to you during the daytime. And, and sometimes we don't be listening. Like sometimes you get better knowledge from him when you sleep. You can't have no rebuttal. You can't do nothing about it. You, you, you're asleep. But every morning he wakes us up anew. And God is like, I will be there for you. I will give you clothes. I will give you food. I will take care of you. But you have to come to me. I'm the only one who, who can provide that for you. Sometimes we lean on ourselves. And I think, you know, those flesh, those fleshy moments, those fleshy moments, man. Mm. I've learned some of the most prolific lessons being in my flesh and being hard headed, hard headed, stubborn, prideful. Like, I got this. No, you don't. No, you do not. Wrong. Eh, try again. And I hope you try God the next time. Because what I've learned myself is I could keep trying and I could keep trying and I could keep trying. And most of the time, excuse me, let me correct myself, God. Auto-correct all of the time. God is who I need to be relying on. God is who I need to be putting first. God is who I need to be going to for advice. And his word and the scripture, like the scripture answered all of these questions that I've been mulling over, milling over, excuse me, over the past three, two or three days. Right there. Right there. I had to remove some people from my life that have been in my life for a very long time very long time and it was it hurt me it was hurtful to have to do that but it was necessary because the the fear of god will literally have you like scared like god is his own horror horror movie if you don't like horror movies that's what god is sometimes let me let me try this angle since I've tried all these other things with you and you're just not obeying. I will tell you this too, a valuable lesson that I've learned today. Sometimes God doesn't want your sacrifice. He wants your obedience. God wants your obedience far more than what you could ever sacrifice. I was doing good this morning. You know, being obedient, I got up, I prayed, I meditated, I started uh, reading the scriptures, you know, um, I even like started listening to scriptures being read to me, and then I, I took it a little too far and then started, you know, going through my stuff for sacrifice, and God is like, what are you, what is going on here, uh, 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. How many times do I have to say that? So God sent a word through that literally like had me in tears. I was so scared. The fear of God is real. It is. It is the realest thing ever. Especially in these end times now. The, the people should be scared and worried if they don't have their lives in, in, in line. I'm going to tell you this. I repent every day. Multiple times a day. Today was a big repenting day. God is so ready to forgive at any, at the drop of a nanosecond. Sometimes the problem is we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. And then you get stuck in that sorrow. You know, I'm still working on that. Trying to elevate myself and look at God as he looks at me. Like, I forgive you. Just stop doing it and let's move forward. And then an hour later, you still over there beating yourself up. I shouldn't have did this and I shouldn't have did that. And I wish I would have did this. You know, even letting people go that you love. Sometimes you have to for the benefit of you. God just wants you to be good. He wants to take care of you. He wants to love on you. He wants to bring you close. But sometimes you can't come close if you got certain things that you're still dealing with that God doesn't agree with. I am in the process of working on my testimony. And boy, I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. You are not alone because I got a laundry list of things that he has totally helped me with that now I look back on like that. It made that made me so strong because they were weaknesses. They were things that I engaged in, things that I did, things that I participated in that made me weak. But the beauty of that weakness is that God comes through with the come through with his strength. And that is something that I can glory and glorify in him because just his strength of what he pulled me through today. I had to let go of an entire family, a family that has grandkids. I had to let go of being a godparent. I just became a godparent three or four months ago. And I had to let all of those relationships go at once. And it was so hard. But you know what I did? I listened to God and I followed through with what the Holy Spirit had told me. You have to come to us, but we're here. And I was like, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Yahweh, please help me get through this. Because I can't do this on my own. There is no way I could do this on my own. And when I asked, it wasn't even like a couple of minutes later. I'm emotional about it now just because it was like just how fast it was and how much peace I felt. It was amazing to know that. I mean, I've, I've known, I've known that God's always been there, but I think it is the, like I said, the backsliding. Often we backslide, but God is still there. But sometimes he needs to, to talk to us a little bit sternly and put us in the corner so we understand that he's here and he always will be for us. Now look how he was there for Jacob. And Jacob knew he was there because God spoke to him.
Now I'm going to tell you, if, if you in your word, God will speak to you. God, God will speak so strongly to you in his word. And let, I'll be honest with you. I've read, um, I was reading Judges um, earlier this morning. The Bible is not all sweet and dainty. God comes through and makes some things happen. And there are some things that happen in the Bible that are just appalling. Like you would never even think those things would happen. But when we do things that we should not be doing, God will come through and show you who the real G is. It's him and nobody else. Nobody else can supersede him. Nobody. And when you start putting people before him, even prioritizing people over you, God is going to have something to say about it. All I know is I am a work in progress because I'm still a new creation. I'm still a babe in Christ and I'm still learning. But like you said, God will come through and provide for your needs. He'll take care of us. He will take all of those worries away, but we have to give that to him. Just like I gave him my sorrow and my pain, he instantly took that away with the Holy Spirit. Instantly. I am like, I'm still just in awe. In awe. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for just taking care of your children. He is amazing. And I hope that if you haven't, you come to Christ. If you've done some things that probably aren't the best, because I have, you repent. Repent often. Like I said, some people be thinking repenting is like, oh, I repent once and you go about your business. Like, no, I'll, I'll probably repent before we get back to the house. <laughs> You're not alone. God is always there. Come to him. He there. He don't sleep. Like, man, God, God be God. Like, I don't sleep. I don't understand what's going on. I'm here. You have to come to him, though, because there will be some times where he'll come to you. And then if you hard headed like I was, he's he's, he's going to let you dig your own holes for you to fall in. But if you call on him, he'll pull you out. I am a definite example of the glory of God and the mercy that God has on his children if we call on him because he loves us so much. And he wants to take care of us. So let God take care of you. Because he got you. All right, y'all. I am about to wrap this thing up. Um, but I will talk to y'all the next time that God wills it. Y'all stay safe and stay blessed.